Hello everyone and welcome to the NARSA weekly update for the week commencing Monday, April the 19th, 2021. It's Gary Gillen here and I'm your host for this week's edition and I hope you're all just about recovered from Sunday's defeat of Celtic in the Scottish Cup that I have to admit has made me feel very, very tired today for some reason. Oh dear, stupid breakfast beers, I don't know. But yeah, just a one Rangers game for us this past week and that was indeed yesterday's Scottish Cup fourth round stroll against Celtic which came with an inspired 2-0 victory thanks to an incredible overhead kick from Stephen Davis who knew the old man had it in him after brilliant work of course forcing the chance by Joe Aribo and then another Aribo inspired goal when he forced an own goal or kind of maybe Ryan Kent-ish uh, got the, the goal to make it 2-0 in the first half I thought it was overall very comfortable uh, to, be, to be perfectly honest and it's really plain for me to see now that we're just simply better than them all over the pitch, every single position. I was actually saying at the end of the game that it's, it's such a great position to be in, knowing that if we show up as a team and everyone does their jobs, they are talented enough and coached well enough that we'll, we'll just win every game that we play, certainly in Scotland. And it's as simple as that. And, and a fortunate position for us to be in at, at the end of the game is to be debating the, who the man of the match is and not because we had a rotten stinking day and we're terrible and, and you're actually struggling to pick one but because we've had quality performances throughout the team from the very back to the very front and it's just a, another great position to be in and testimony to how far the club have come this season under Stephen Gerrard and his coaching staff. I personally would have given Man of the Match to Stephen Davis, I think, but on reflection, McGregor did have another outstanding match and I think it's just testimony to his standards that some of the stuff that he's doing now is just expected when it's really world-class goalkeeping that we're seeing week in and week out from this guy. And I imagine the penalty save, you know, probably clinched it, the, the, the deserved Man of the Match for him. And all that to say that we maintain our 100% record at Ibrox for this season, uh, domestically. And my only wee complaint, and this is me being a wee bit spoiled now, I know, was that we never really put them to the sword. Because I thought that 2-0 actually flattered them. Yes, they had a couple of chances, uh, mostly created by a little bit of slackness from ourselves. And, and a, a soft penalty, I think it was a penalty, but... Uh, just soft, you know, and I thought 2-0 flattered them. And overall, you know, we, we thoroughly deserved the win, I think uh, Stephen Gerrard said as much in the in the post-match press conferences that he did. And overall, it was pretty comfortable. So he was right. He had said their form had dipped for quite a wee while after we'd won the championship, which is kind of understandable, I guess. And we were just looking for a competitive game that actually meant something, and we got that yesterday. And we showed up and we did what we do, which is win games and not lose any goals. So great to see. The main hope now is that we don't have another St Mirren moment at any point for the remainder of the season and we can actually get our hands on even more silverware by winning the Scottish Cup on the 22nd of May. Not looking beyond the games that we have to play before then, but that's definitely the goal. I'm biased, but I think it's the absolute least we deserve from a brilliant season for our wonderful club. So... Here's hoping that we can do that and, of course, remain unbeaten for the, the league campaign as well would be another feather in our cap. 
So this week, I'm happy to say that we have two matches to look forward to. It seems like such a long time since I was able to say that. And both of them, ironically, are against St. Johnson. The first one is the league match away at McDermott Park on Wednesday with a 2.45pm Eastern Standard Time kickoff. And the second is on Sunday the 25th of April with a 1.30pm Eastern Standard Time kickoff. Uh, note the kind of funky kickoff time for us, especially on Sunday, uh, which means the good thing is we don't have to get up especially early to enjoy the game and we can enjoy a little bit of lunch at half time for a wee change or if if maybe maybe some beers, maybe I don't know. Right now, absolutely no way whatsoever I'm gonna drink beer ever again, but maybe by Sunday <laughs> I might be uh, I might be just a be changing my mind a wee bit. Let's just see how that goes. Uh, the last time we played St Johnson was back on the third of February at Ibrox and we ran out one 0 winners thanks to uh Yanis Hadji goal in the second half. And the time before that we played them at McDermott Park in December, just before Christmas. And it was a more healthy scoreline of 3-0 with goals from Ruth Kamara and Hadji again. And we we did beat them 3-0 back in August at Ibrox as well. So another team that hasn't managed to score against us this season. And I will personally take either of those results on Wednesday and Sunday, please. As I say, we're desperate to finish the season undefeated and win the Scottish Cup. So I think that's why you see Steven Gerrard constantly challenging the team with with content related to that and almost every single interview that he's doing these days you know he's really setting down a marker for the team and, and, and telling them publicly what he expects for the remainder of the season so good for him for doing that the players seem to be responding which is tremendous so looking forward to the, the quarter final on Sunday as we continue our quest for a domestic double Points per game, no different from last week. We're on 2.71, they are on 2.12. And just another weekly plug here for the Rangers TV vouchers. I do this every week. If you want any information on the vouchers, please reach out to your club president or secretary who will contact me directly and we will get you sorted out. I had a few again last week. I think I think some folks are... I know that the lockdown in, imposed in Ontario has, has created a bit of... Uh, a bit of a behaviour change in terms of people looking to try and get access to the vouchers, which is great. And we managed to get some vouchers into some bears' hands there last week. And I also had a very, very late one yesterday morning, literally as I was leaving the house to go and see the game. And I, I just checked my WhatsApp and, and had a I had a voucher request there. And I was like, oh my word. Okay, but we managed to get it uh, to, to the, the lucky person and I hope they enjoyed the game. From a shout-outs perspective, I don't have any shout-outs uh, this week, but I just wanted to do a wee plug for the shout-outs and, and just say, please don't ever hesitate to get in touch with me if there's something, anything that you'd like to have known by a, a wider audience. It could be a plug for an event, uh, a birth or a or a death or, or you know anything at all that, that you just wanted to share uh, with the with, uh, the NARSA podcast audience would be great. Just email me at rangersscc at hotmail.com. That's two S's and two C's, and I'll be more than happy to, to mention it and, and bring it out uh, into the public realm as well. So it would be great if we could get things a wee bit more proactive on that because I just kind of scour around and find stuff that was maybe just mentioned to me during the week. From a convention perspective, we... 
as I mentioned last week, we actually haven't done this yet, but we are in discussions with the hotel about setting up additional rooms within our rooms block as the original two block allocations that we received at our special rate, discounted rate, are now sold out completely. We've actually blown the second one quite a bit, but they're still letting people book rooms. So once we get the increase formalised, we'll let everyone know. But once again, if you are considering going to the convention next year, please don't hesitate. We won't get this rate forever. And I suspect maybe this addendum might be the last one that we get. Not 100% sure, we'll just need to see. But um, but one interesting thing that I heard from a, a Vegas perspective, and I'll get onto the, 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 the tickets in a second here, but I was speaking with the banqueting manager, which is, as you might remember from last week, is one of the key pieces or final pieces of the puzzle to help us establish what our ticketing prices will be. And I'll talk about that as I say in a second. But he was saying, actually, quite interestingly, that as of June 1st this year, Las Vegas is considered fully open. 100% occupancies at restaurants, at clubs, at hotels and things like that. Still have to wear masks. That's That's one of the mandatory things that still remains. But... Other than that, they are considered, and that's what, I mean, that's just six weeks away, just a bit less than six weeks away, that they are going for it big time. So I suspect that might end up making things a wee bit different in terms of the ongoing negotiations. If it starts to open back up, people start to get interested and, and the hotel might start to say, right, okay, we've been more than generous with the room bookings and, and your preferred rate being extended a couple of times and... We're going to put a halt to that. They haven't said anything like that at all, but I just, I'd just i rather not chance it. If you're going to go and you want to stay at the, at the host hotel, please, please do so and, and do so quickly if you can. So as I mentioned, I, I did meet with the banqueting manager last Friday and discussed options and pricing at a very high level. And as we as we talked about last week, the, the cost per head of the meal, the Saturday Grand Banquet meal, is material, very material to our, our overall ticket pricing points. And the fellow did ask for a week to come up with some options. What he does then is goes and speaks to the chef and the chef to come back with some, some options to, to see how we go from there. Last time we were there in, in 2017, we had salad, we had uh, filet mignon and... I think it was cheesecake, if I remember correctly. And it was very nice and we didn't get any, any significant complaints about that. There's, there's maybe the odd one or two, which would be understandable for over 1,200 meals. But until we get the the options and the price points, we won't be in a position to fully settle on, on ticket costing. And he has asked for a week, as I mentioned, and uh, I did tell him about the, these podcasts and say, look, if, if we can have information by next Monday, which would be the 26th, then we would be able to share that as well. So that's what his target is. But I said, you know, don't wait. <laughs> you know, don't wait just to, to wait on Monday. If you have the information earlier, then send it over. So it is important that we get this right, folks, just to ensure that we can make the, the tickets as cost effective as possible for all of our guests and also make sure that we can we can appropriately price it to be able to um, to, to get the guests and other things sorted out that we need to do in the background as well. So just another wee plug for our convention frequently asked questions document that we discussed last week. It is on our website and it was communicated through our various communication channels as well. It's basically on the main page if you just click on the NARSA page. When you get there, that would be great. What it will say there is that we were targeting tickets to be on sale 
uh, early to mid-April, something like that, I think it said. And obviously, it's going to be a wee bit later than that. Now it's going to be towards the end of the month. But other than that, everything else that you need to know about the convention that you maybe don't know already is there. From a, another business perspective, I still haven't played around with the NordVPN account. I'm going to try and get a volunteer or two to, to help me out on that over this site. I don't actually know what I'm doing, if I'm being really honest, and I just need to try and sit down and figure it out. I promise you have a GG cast iron guarantee that I'm going to do it this week. I'm probably going to get help from my son, Leo, because he'll probably be able to help me figure it out and see see what I'm doing. And, and we'll, as I say, I'll try and get another volunteer or two to help with this, someone who knows a wee bit more about it than I do. But I also did mention last week that we do have the five free accounts for national members and friends that we'll try and get out on a, on a competition this week. Try and do it. In fact, actually, let's try and do that for... Oh, maybe it's a bit short notice for, for Wednesday's St. Johnson game, but maybe we'll try and get that organised for Sunday's game and we'll do a bit of a score predictor and follow... NordVPN and stuff like that Andy comes up with these great ideas so we can get that organised and, and do that but I'd love to get that done uh, shortly here as well and see uh, where we go from there from a feature segment perspective we did indeed have a, an interview as I mentioned last week with Tom Miller from RTV and we had a great chat and I thoroughly enjoyed it Tom took us through his Extremely interesting journey from the stands of Ibrox to the commentator's box and, and everything that kind of happened in between. And I even managed to get a little bit of my own back and, and thank him for messing up my car park Narsa pitch to Scott Arfield when I was back over at Ibrox in December 2019. Quite a funny story that and I, I managed to kind of surprise him with it and he still didn't get what I was saying until the very end till I revealed that it was him if you don't know what I'm talking about you know go and check the the interview out and give it a listen and share it with anyone that you think would be interested I've had some really really positive feedback on this one in particular um, a few folks saying it's been one of the, the more favourite ones that we've done which is great to see and it was a lot of fun and I uh, I think our, our hope that um it was a wee bit of a, a welcome change for Tom as well to be to be interviewed and kind of be in the in the spotlight a wee bit more as well. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thanks again to Tom for that. From a communications perspective, a, a couple of bits and pieces that I wanted to mention for this week. And the first one is is just an acknowledgement that I completely forgot to mention the club management and staff boycotting social media during last week's podcast update yeah I just I, I completely forgot and, and the irony is that when I'm prepping for these podcasts I'm researching a variety of sources for content not all just the Rangers website but that is certainly the primary one that I do and just to try and find information that's worthy of your time that if you haven't had a chance to go and check out the website for um, any particular period of time or something like that that I can provide that to you on a weekly little package and one of the, the irony is one of the biggest pieces of communications news that we've had since we started these podcasts happens and I completely blew it and, and miss it. <laughs> I don't know how I managed to do that because I even took a note to say, you know, mention this. Wow. Anyway, the, the seven day boycott did come and go. I think it started on the Wednesday of, of the week before last and, and then went for, for seven days. And and I hope honestly that the stand, that the, the, the club staff and management took 
helped in some way force the, the conversation a bit more with the social media organisations that they have to raise their involvement in online racism and other hate-filled content with more affirmative action on the, the perpetrators. That certainly was going to be the plan. And when you consider our manager, Stephen Gerrard, has 9.1 million followers on Instagram alone, a seven-day boycott by someone with that reach will most certainly have made a splash, I, I would imagine. The club did continue to post on, on social media during that time, so it wasn't a complete blackout for, for us as a, as a club. But, you know, the, the, the players and staff doing it was certainly something that would, that would have been noticed. And from a NASA perspective, we did acknowledge our, our support on social media for the stance taken. And we did keep a close eye on, on any developments as the week progressed in case we had to take any different course of action. But, you know, the week came and went with no further comments or, or real incident. And, and we're all back to normal now. I do know that the club did plan or had planned to meet with social media organisations this past week. But I haven't heard to date how that went and, and hopefully for next week's pod we'll get some information on that and see how it went and see what actions, if any, were outcomes from said meeting. We'll see how that goes. Secondly, you may have seen this past Friday that Rangers confirmed that they have organised what they're calling a commemorative friendly with Arsenal for July the 17th and and it forms part of what the club are calling a historic 150th anniversary season. So you'll probably see that terminology used a lot more. And Arsenal are the opponents, of course. And it's quite poignant that they are our opponents, as we do have a, a celebrated history with Arsenal in particular. And they also helped us celebrate our centenary. So the club are obviously keen to keep close relationships with them. And obviously being managed by an ex-Rangers player in Mikel Arteta, it'll be it'll be great for us to, to get some good stiff competition as we gear up for uh, our, our successful defence, of course, and our assault on the Champions League qualifiers as well. It's, it's really important to see. It's just another piece of testimony about how the club are going about their continuous continuous planning, continuous improvement track that we're on. You know, I mean, we're, we're talking about that's, that's just under three months away and we're already planning for the new season. We're already getting plans in place. Hopefully there'll be fans back by then and, and they'll have an opportunity to see to see things live again. But really good planning, good opposition and, and looking forward to seeing how that one goes. And you may have maybe caught that the, the club also produced and and broadcast a free-to-view webinar featuring James Bisgrove and Ross Wilson last week as well, where both of them discussed a variety of topics in and around the club and their, their portfolios specifically as well. And at the time of recording, admittedly, I haven't managed to catch that one just yet, but I fully intend to do so this week. And I'll discuss any pertinent information with you next week when I, when I have a chance to to do a little bit of analysis of, of what they had shared. We will put the link on our accompanying blurb with the, with the podcast just to see if you're searching for it and I would encourage you to go take a peek. I think it's about 40 minutes, 45 minutes, something like that. And, and these guys are always good for, for good tidbits of information and stuff like that. So... Uh, yeah, so so yeah, go take a peek at that if you can. And you may also have seen the club's response to the UEFA disciplinary decision where they banned the now confirmed racist, racist I should say, Andrej Kudela for 10 matches. Kamar Roof got four for his high-footed red card challenge and Glenn Kamara got three for his alleged assault incident in the tunnel after 
the game, the club said on the website, we welcome the suspension imposed on Andrej Kudela. This not only vindicates Glenn Kamara's evidence, but underlines the severity of the comment given the number of games which have been imposed by UEFA. Nevertheless, we believe the, the sanctions imposed on our two players, Glenn Kamara and Kamar Roof, are severe. We have written to UEFA seeking clarification in writing on the basis that we intend to appeal the suspensions of both players. So I'm not 100% sure. It looks like they're going to get clarification and then they've signaled their intent, obviously, to to appeal. And I'm not sure how that process goes and how quick the process is or when, when the appeals hearing would take place. But I have to say, I'm really, really proud of the club's handling of this and the stance that they've been taking from, from minute one of this incident happening. And it's, it is worth noting that the 10-game ban for Cadella was the, the minimum number of games that they could have selected as punishment. Yep, you heard that right, the minimum number of games. So the organisation, UEFA that is, is just so incredibly out of touch with their social and moral responsibilities to, to protect players and, and, and protect the, the, the good name of the game that we all love. And they just couldn't have had an easier layup to hit a home run with this guy and ban him for a year. Or even, I'd said I would have banned him for life and just maybe even given him some rehab and, and made him a some sort of, uh, you know, pioneer of, of you know, the, the, the impacts of, of racist behaviour and things like that, you know, like a ambassador or something like that. But, you know, do some good from it. But they decided... No, they they just they just that that if something more severe would have been a real marker to show or to, to demonstrate what's going to happen and help start to heal and and move people forward and, and how I'd like and, and encourage a change in in behaviours and attitude. But no, they just decided to check a box, give them the minimum punishment and move on. And it's just an absolutely ridiculous way to have handled it overall. And I, for one, truly hoped, and it was only hope because I didn't really, you know, I didn't really expect any better from them, but I, I did hope they would have seen better and, and they would have taken the opportunity, but they just can't seem to get out of their own way at times. And, and yeah, it's most of the time, actually, really, to be honest. But yeah, good for the club for, for confirming that they're going to appeal and we'll see where we go from there. And, and one last thing from a communications perspective for this week is that for any season ticket holders among us in, in Narsaland, the club will be sending out the renewals this week as far as I understand it. So look out for that if you are a season ticket holder intending to renew. And with 45,000 plus season tickets being secured for this season and a waiting list of thousands, even with the uncertainty surrounding whether there was going to be a season, whether you were going to be able to even set foot in Ibrox and things like that, it's just an utterly outstanding testimony to the dedication shown by our fan base time and time and time again. And with, of course, the success that we've enjoyed domestically and in Europe this season, I reckon the numbers renewing will be very, very similar uh, for next season as well. And long may that continue. Quick reminder on the Rangers Charity Foundation Champions Challenge from home that I mentioned over the last couple of weeks, I think it was. It would be great to, to have some participation from other NARSA clubs out there. I know that we in Calgary here are going to get together and do something, maybe on the Friday before Trophy Day or something like that. We'll figure out the best timing to do it. And 
it would be great to to have NARSA representation to help raise some monies for this great cause and and of course get a wee bit of exercise. So if you need any information about that, you can go to the Rangers website and see it or the Rangers Charity Foundation website and see it or by all means get in touch with me directly and I'll, I'll give you the information that you need. And, and one more wee reminder of something that I mentioned last week that we will be conducting an RTV survey for all NARSA club members for this season and and get going on the player of the year award we'll try and get moving on those this week if possible i want to make sure it's it's during the season and it's not in the close season because we'll just kind of we'll probably miss a wee bit of engagement from our from our membership on that one so look out and stay tuned for that from a closing perspective this week we don't have an interview lined up just yet but if things get a wee bit quiet at my side this week i'll i'll get prepped and and see if I can engage with one of or two of the folks that are kind of in the hopper right now to, to to be next up in terms of the interview stakes. So so stay tuned and we'll see if we can make that happen. If not, we'll we'll get back on it next week for sure. A quick reminder that we do have the following positions up for grabs at our election component part of the AGM on the fifth of June, and the. Five positions, just as a reminder again, are the president, the treasurer, the northwest, northwest, the, the, the northwest regional director, the northeast regional director, and the southeast regional director. Now, of course, the the, the regional director roles may change with the constitution amendment proposal that that we've put together and put in, and and there may not be regional director positions if that goes through. Um, so just bear that in mind if you are thinking of going for that particular role. We do have now a nomination in for the North East Regional Director, but the other four, there is nothing in for just yet. So we will be accepting nominations with seconders for the open positions up to and including the AGM as per our constitutional requirements. So if you're interested, please don't hesitate to get in touch and I'll be more than happy to give you my time and, and talk through it and... And, and see if, if you don't want to get in contact with me directly, everything you need is on the NARSA website as well. And just one more wee reminder from a, an interview perspective is that if there is anything, anyone uh, that, that you'd like to see interviewed, anyone at all within the periphery of the club or from a supporter-based perspective or from the business side or whatever, please by all means get in touch and we will certainly do our best to add them to the list and make some contact and and try and make the interviews happen if we can. So all that to say now, my friends, thank you very, very much for taking the time to listen. Please do share this with whomever you think might enjoy it. And until next week, take care. All the very best. Cheerio.